Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out John O'White or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader. And in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult. And, and I just want to find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Len Fakima. Len is the superintendent of Ontario Christian Schools. Welcome to the podcast, Len. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm the uh, superintendent here at Ontario Christian Schools in Ontario, California, which is about halfway between LA and Palm Springs. We have about a K, we have preschool through 12th grade of about 13 hundred students at my school. Brilliant. Uh, incredible. Well, I, I'm really excited to hear your story, Len. Let's start by uh, getting you to share, as you think about growing up and your childhood, that season of your life, what are some of the moments or themes that really shaped you into the person and leader you are today? Yeah, I grew up in Oak Harbor, Washington, which is a on an island, actually, um, called Whidbey Island in the state of Washington. And I grew up on a, on a dairy farm. And so I was the oldest of six kids. And so being the oldest, uh, I had to be the leader. And so my mom had six kids in a matter of 10 years. And so my role uh, as a leader already began then as a child. And as I grew, um, into my middle school and, and high school years, uh, I became a runner and I was actually a cross country runner and a track runner and right away was put into leadership um, in high school uh, of my cross country team and my track team. And so that uh, uh, really shaped and molded me because my coaches saw that uh, leadership in me. And as I went on to college, um, I went to, uh, uh, Dort College, which is a Christian college out in Sioux Center, Iowa. It's now called uh, Dort University. And uh, I was a runner there and went into education there. And uh, um, my coaches there also saw my leadership qualities. And, and uh, so I did a lot of things um, that way as well as a, a captain of the team and driving a van of athletes and things like that. And so um, got into education uh, right out of right out of college, and I started teaching in elementary school. Um, yeah, so those things really shaped and molded me um, mm. as a child. Um, it it uh, yeah, I grew up in a poor family. I will tell you that. So. Mm. Yeah, I, well, thank you for thank you for sharing that and, and about uh, being the oldest of six. I, I'm wondering if there are any stories that come to mind from growing up. Um, you know, often there are those moments that we reflect on. For you as the oldest sibling, uh, are there are there any moments, any sort of um, really significant memories where you, which sort of link to your leadership now, where you had to. Um, 
you know, lead the the five younger siblings or step in for someone or, uh, you know, just, just from your childhood, any stories that really stand out? Sure. Yeah. As, as the oldest two on, on a farm, um, I was the one that, uh, had to, to train my younger siblings, how to feed calves, um, how to, how to do the chores. Um, when my younger siblings were born, I was helping changing diapers and teaching my other siblings, uh, the same thing. And so, you know, as I was out on the farm, I really had to have a couple of my brothers always with me. So my mom could take care of the other kids. And my dad was milking cows or plowing the fields or whatever it might be. And so I began, um, milking cows when I was probably about nine or 10 years old and learning how to drive a tractor. And so many of the things that I did, um, really gave me the work ethic um, that I still have in this day. I see work, I do work. Um, so that really shaped me as a child. Mm. Yeah, that's it's uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because I think work ethic is one of those things that um, more than more than nearly anything else, if you don't have that from a young age, I think it can be really hard to self like to really learn how to increase a work ethic. I think it's a massive advantage if you grow up having that instilled in you. I agree totally. So uh, I'm interested in your sports and the leadership you had in in running. Are there any stories that come to mind from um, <laughs> from being in, in sort of leadership roles in athletics, are there any specific stories that where you had to make a tough decision or um, you had to have difficult conversations with, with people or to, or, you know, you had a big win as a, as a team, any, any stories that come to mind from your leadership in that space? Yeah. You know, I, I, it comes back to high school. I, I had a coach in high school that just really saw my potential and it's not something that I saw but he saw it in me, but he also saw it in my younger brother. My, my brother's 11 months younger than me. And so we competed against each other an awful lot. And my coach had to sit the two of us down and say, listen, you're competing for the team. You're not competing against you um, and you, Bob, uh, who was my brother. So we had some pretty interesting conversations between my coach and, and my brother and I um, uh, being very competitive and, not letting uh, that madness that we could sometimes have against each other come out uh, at practice. And so I had to kind of take the lead and say, all right, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I don't tease my brother, that I keep on beating him um, and that he's never beaten me. I won't say those things anymore. And so yeah. just, uh, <laughs> yeah, those, that's something that I remember a lot. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's, <laughs> It's so easy to say that, but it must have been like pulling teeth to actually hold <laughs> hold back some of those some of that it sibling is. rivalry in a in a team environment. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and then when I went off to college, um, I'm a competitor, and uh, you know, my coach knew that as well. And so, uh, if somebody was not competing up competing up to their level, uh, he'd oftentimes say, "Len, can you go and talk to so and so?" And uh, just say, hey, you're not, we know we, you can compete better than what you're doing. Hey, how can we step up our game? How can I help you? So he oftentimes uh, asked me to do that. So 
that's kind of really instilled in me um, that encouragement part that is really important to me with my staff um, as a leader too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Uh, So I'm interested in mentors along the way, as you think of your career, who, who are some of the people that have played the biggest role leaders that you've watched or worked with who have really inspired you and, and had a significant influence on you? Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting question. Um, first of all, I would say my coaches in high school are the ones that really were my mentors because as a runner, that was very important to me. And so they were my mentors going all the way through. And my coach from high school, Mr. Lindbergh, who has now passed on, uh, when I was teaching and coaching, he would call me, if not every month, every other month, just to check and see how I was doing and making sure that uh, I was doing okay as a teacher and as a coach. Um, so he was one person that really instilled um, you know, those values in me. And then I would say uh, a principal that I had up in Washington when I was a teacher um, Don Koch, um, he, he was such a good leader for me. And that's who I really um, followed what he did um, as a, a principal when I was a teacher and continued to do that as a, as a principal myself. And he later became a superintendent. And now here I am a superintendent. So those are probably my two biggest mentors that I've had in my life, along, of course, with my parents. Hmm. <laughs> I always uh, enjoy hearing about people's mentors. Um, as you think of your parents, as you think of those the the two mentors that you mentioned, are there any uh, are there any stories of how they handled particular situations, whether it was your parents and how they navigated um, something in life that really stuck with you as a value, or either of your mentors with how they how they handled a failure or how they handled a crisis. Are there any stories that have really stuck with you from those uh, those people who've had a influence on you? Sure. You know, I think of my parents. My parents were immigrants from the Netherlands. And um, as a child, just watching them, um, you know, just have to traverse through all of the changes that they had to make from learning uh, English uh, to working. And my dad was a very hard worker. And I ended up as the oldest sibling, when I went to school, um, I could only speak Dutch. And uh, when I got to school, then I learned English and, and I had to teach my parents English. And then I had to write for my parents if there was any legal documents. You know, here's a, you know, eight, nine, 10 year old kid writing the English part for them because they could not write English. And so that just really sticks out in my mind how my parents were willing to learn and willing to learn the language um, and, you know, learn the language of English and yet um, still speaking Dutch. And so I learned Dutch because I had to translate so that, uh, that, wow. that still today I can understand Dutch. I can read Dutch, I, I probably not write it as well anymore, but um, that, that's one of the things that I really learned from my mom and my dad. Um, yeah, and then the others that, that were mentioned, just the hard work that they put in um, just really was a mentor, mentoring to me because 
I knew that if I wanted to get somewhere in life, um, I had to work hard. Um, things didn't come easy to me. I was just an average student. And so they just kept on encouraging me as well. Yeah, that's that's so good, Len. I, I think your story, well, I really appreciate you sharing your parents' story as well because I can't even imagine what it must have been like for them to uh, to be learning the language from you know from their from their son in some ways or, or having help. I think that's just remarkable, um, and I can only imagine the resilience they must they must have had to to do yeah. that with not just by themselves but with six kids. Wow. Um, over your career, Len, what about aha moments you've had as a leader? Can you think of any moments as a superintendent or earlier when you were in, in other roles in education where you have, uh, you know, where either you've had, you've dropped the ball and made a mistake and it's really stuck with you and you know you learned a big lesson or you had a massive win or there was just something that um, that happened that uh, that sort of burnt in your memory because it's you learned something that you'll never forget. Any aha moments as an educational leader that pop into your head? There's so there's so many, Jado. There's so many that I can think of. Uh, you know, I think of when I early in my teaching career and my coaching career, um, I was driving a van full of kids to a cross country meet, and um, I was born on a farm, so just remember this. And um, all of a sudden, the van just stopped. I mean, it just stopped. And um, I said a farm word. And uh, I had to, and I didn't realize I said it until uh, that evening when I got some uh, messages, phone calls from some parents. Um, Mr. Fakama, we understand that uh, you may have said a bad word in the van. And so I'm going, wow, I sure did. So I had to apologize to the team mm. and um, I had to let them know that, listen, I'm so sorry. I said that it was, it was totally out of frustration and I will not do it again. Well, to this day, and I'm not kidding. This was 40 years ago, <laughs> 38 years ago, something like that. I've got a few kids that I keep in contact with from back then that said, Mr. Fakama, do you remember when? And I said, I do. And they said, you know, that's the first time we've ever heard a teacher or a coach say something like that. And we'll never forget that. I'm going, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what a lesson to be learned <laughs> in just uh, saying one simple, <laughs> one simple <laughs> word like that. But. I, I never did it again. I can tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and there's, there's so many other little stories that you learn as, as an educator. But um, yeah, I just think back to my days as a, as a teacher. There are mm. so many aha moments of things that, you know, wow, I got done with a lesson or I got done with a day and I'm going, I just learned something myself here that I can really apply to the next time I teach this lesson. And I would always make myself notes about that, of some of those aha moments where I go, I could have done that better. And here's how I could have done that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, as a principal, I've made, I've made some decisions that I regret making um, words that I should not have said. 
um, that I've had to take back. Um, and so you learn those lessons as well as you go along and, and, you know, hopefully people learn from your mistakes and, you know, that, mm. that's the one thing I've learned uh, throughout my career. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for sharing that. I think, I think it should be encouraging for young leaders who are listening because I, I think that's just part of the journey, right? Like you, you, you don't know what you don't know. We all make mistakes. And what I love about your, the way you've shared that is it's very clear the humility you have to admit when you've made a mistake and, um, and, and, you know, actually saying not only am I hoping that I'll learn from it, but the people around me, you know, my team can, can learn from it as well. And I think that's the correct angle. It's not that you want to make mistakes, but you, you should want to be fast to apologize and, um, in humility. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a really important lesson for leaders. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I've learned, I've learned a lot in my uh, many years of education. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's jump into Leadership Express because I've got a bunch of questions for you and I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Sure. Uh, the first question I have for you, Len, what, what's a book that you've gifted or recommended to others? Oh, that's, that's a great question. Um, one book that I have recommended to um, to my entire leadership staff and my school board is, is a book called Rethinking Discipleship. And being in a Christian school, uh, you know, the, the, the essence of this book is why Christian schooling matters. And so that's one book that I've really um, gave to my, all of my leadership team and my entire school board. And so we talk about that uh, each month at our meetings. So that's, that's one book. Um, another, yeah. and that's by Alan Pugh, by the way. Alan Pugh. And the second book is called The Power of Moments. And that's by Chip and Dan Heath. Really a great book. It's a New York Times bestseller. And it's why certain experiences have extraordinary impact. And man, just reading through this book um, just reminds me of the different experiences I've had and how they've impacted others as well. Um, mm, yeah, just those moments. moments that you have. Yeah, yeah. So those are those are two books. And the one book that I'm reading right now um, is called Flourishing Together. Um, it's by uh, Lynn Swanner and Andy Wolf. And uh, it's a Christian vision for um, students, educators, and schools. And so I've just begun reading this book, and it's it's an excellent book as well. Yeah, wonderful. Great recommendations. What is a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time or been reminded of? Well, as a superintendent, um, one of the lessons that I have learned um, it's kind of interesting is because of this whole COVID thing, right? Um, ha has just had such an impact um, upon what you do and flexibility is a lesson that continues to be taught to me. Um, as, as a leader, you cannot just be one of these people that is schedule, 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 because your schedule is interrupted so, so often. And I've learned to be so flexible in many different ways. And so I would say that's a, that's a big thing for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it has definitely been a season of learning to hold schedules in an open hand. And I think that's hard for educators yes. because so much of education is on a schedule. Even the year yeah, to teacher. this year is the same as last year, and it, and it's been it, every year's been different the past three years. Yes, exactly, for sure. Okay, Len, what what's a time management or productivity tip that you'd give, or a tool or resource you use in that area? Ooh. for me, it's it's my Google Calendar um, helps me because. What I do is, you know, I have to be flexible, but yet I still put things in my calendar to remind me of, listen, you have to take the time to have lunch. So easy to skip lunch. You have to have the time to go into the teacher's lounge and just chat with teachers. And so that's the one thing that I've done. And and I'm on a different campus because we have two different campuses. And so every Thursday I go over to the elementary school and I am over there um, to be uh, there with the teachers at lunchtime, at recess. I go outside. I, I meet with kids. Kids just come running up to me because they know me as a principal over there. And so just taking that time to be with people, to be with parents, to be with students, to be with staff mm. members is so very important. So I use that Google Calendar just to really remind me because it beeps on my it beeps on my <laughs> on my computer it beeps on my phone that listen you need to be doing this or you know it, it uh, just helps me uh, stay accountable that way yeah i'm a big fan of um, calendarizing as well i think it's it's really it's a really powerful way to automate and take it out of your brain uh, so i think that's a great uh, a great idea uh, what about this idea of work life balance or work life integration do you have any tips um, from your journey as a leader so far about how to wrestle with that? Yeah, you know, that is really um, tough for leaders to do. Um, my wife makes sure that I don't do too much. And so having a spouse that keeps you accountable is so very important. And when I became a principal, um, nine years ago, um, after being a teacher for 32 years and a coach for 32 years, um, she said, now you need to make sure that I can keep you accountable. And so she really makes sure that if I am not home by 430 in the afternoon, she calls me, Len, where are you? Why aren't you home? And so she keeps me accountable that way. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I just really think that balancing um, my work life, my home life, but also, you know, my recreational life is really important, too, because she say, all right, Len, we are going for a walk. Um, she helps me be accountable that way that we go for a walk in the evening hmm. and I take time each week. Um, one of the things that I agreed to when I took this job is listen, on Thursday afternoons, you have to be okay with me going golfing. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of my outlet. So I, I yeah. just go out and golf and I can I can take out my frustrations on a golf ball. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I do love a game of golf as well. <laughs> 
Although sometimes I feel like my frustrations build because of how ineffective I am at hitting a golf ball when I play golf. Um, so that's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that can be my challenge with golf, but yeah, it is a great, I think, um, I was talking about this with someone recently. I, I can't remember where I heard it. I really would love to give credit because, but I just can't recall, but, um, there was a study of someone did this sort of study of highly successful people, you know, the people you'd imagine with your, your Bill Gates or Warren Buffett's in finance and the same across all these different disciplines. And they looked for patterns in their, in their lifestyles and just, just interesting sort of patterns. And, and they looked and they found some interesting things. One thing that I remember, I don't remember anything else that they said is that there was this ridiculously high, um, uh, there was a there was a ridiculously clear pattern of how many such a high percentage of these people regularly walked went for walks. It was such an interesting um, anecdote because I thought that's not what I would have imagined. But I think I think we we so underestimate getting out and going for a walk, particularly if it's with someone that you um, that you that you love and, and love spending time with, and that can be. Um, a spouse, a partner, or, you know, I was chatting with someone recently who goes for a walk every week with a friend. And uh, it's funny how it's such a ridiculously simple thing. But I think people who are listening who are struggling with work-life balance or work-life integration, doing, like you said, what, with what you do with with how your wife says, let's go out for a walk. Just adding that into into a schedule, I think can, can make a big difference in not only physically, but also it, it helps you clear your head. Agreed. Agreed. And and at times I will leave my office here at the high school and I will go take a walk around campus uh, just to clear my head too. If I've been sitting in my chair all morning, um, right around lunchtime, I will go out for a walk then too. Just, yeah, like you said, just to clear your head and, and just to be refreshed for the afternoon, I think is really important. Yeah, I, I, I think um, it's, it's something I'm really passionate about with, with leadership is we, I think we, we, we often miss the dots, connecting the dots around how, um, you know, my sleep, my, my physical health, but also the, the thing, like you said, with something like golf, which is your outlet, it's somewhere you can go and switch off from thinking about all things superintendent and actually just, um, in, enjoy yourself and and i think we fail to connect the dots we're much we're much faster to say well where are our kpis and i think i'd like to see those things as part of kpis for leaders you know actually how are you sleeping because if a leader can imp- improve their sleep and sleep better that is probably going to make a bigger difference in how they lead and how they live their life than nearly any other um leadership um, initiative they can implement, particularly a personal leadership initiative, as an example. I agree totally. It's it's really important, um, you know. And for me, going for walks, um, you know, as as a Christian school leader, that's that's my time that I pray um, as well. When I was a principal, I, um, when I got to school in the morning. Um, I usually get to school at seven, and not everybody's there. I just walk to the campus and prayed over each one of those classrooms as I went. Now as a superintendent, that's a little bit more difficult to do, but I still do that. Um, I think it's really, really important uh, um, for your, man, for your rest, for your lifestyle, for everything Mm. that you do is, 
is to, is to do those types of things as well. Absolutely. Okay, uh, another question. Do you have any favorite questions that you ask when you're in a one-on-one, when you're with a team or you're with some parents? Are there any go-to questions that you ask people? You know, oftentimes when, uh, you know, I'm with parents, I, I tell them or I ask them this question. Um, first of all, how is your day going? Um, and that always opens up a really good conversation because sometimes they'll say not good at all and then i will say well tell me why isn't it going well or why is it going well and i really like to use that question um the second question that you know i do a lot of uh i did as a as a principal a a lot of family interviews because we uh, vet every family that comes into our school and one of the things that i always ask them is a I just say, hey, tell me, how does your family um, do things together as a family? Not individually. What things do you do together as a family? And and how does that strengthen your family core? Those are some things that I I find interesting when I talk to families and and talk to individuals, too, actually. Yeah, Yeah, no, they're really, uh, really interesting questions. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, on a, on a lighter note, or you can pick something serious if you want, but, uh, are there any movies or TV shows that have really made, you know, really left a significant influence on you? Huh. Boy, you know, I don't watch a lot of different TV shows. If I'm, if I'm watching something, it's usually the news or something like that. My wife likes to watch American Idol or that type of thing because she's very musically inclined. Um, probably a show that uh, my wife and I really uh, enjoyed a lot, especially during the COVID times, was a show called Heartland. And it was about a, a horse whisperer in Canada. And uh, it's got like 13 seasons, I think. So we watched every single episode together. And it just brought memories of me being yeah. on a farm. And uh, the relationships that you have um, with animals and with others too. Yeah, that's so special. My my father in law is just. I think he's in season thirteen or something. <laughs> he's done the same thing. He's yeah. going through Heartland. So I've I've heard him talk about it. I don't really know too much about what of what it's about, but he's been raving about how much he loves it. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's so special. The the memories um, of. Uh, yeah, bringing you back to, to, I guess, childhood growing up on a farm. That's beautiful. Exactly. Um, okay, last question, Len. This has been so much fun. I've enjoyed um, hearing your wisdom on a bunch of different things. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Uh, here, I just had a new uh, principal takeover for me. And one of the things that I told him, I said, watch, listen, ask questions, and don't make changes too quickly. That's the advice that I gave him, and that's the advice I'd give any new leader, is to watch, Mm. listen, ask questions, Mm. don't make changes right away. Yeah, I love that. That's that's great advice. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. 
Well, for those who've really enjoyed today, uh, just wondering, Len, in terms of LinkedIn or Twitter or your school website, is there, is there anywhere online people can uh, can find you or find out more about the school? Yeah, yeah. Um, our school's website is uh, www.ocschools.org. That's our website. And they can find out all kinds of things about our school on there. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, Len Fakima and Twitter. Um, I have an interesting name on Twitter. It's Soccer Len um, is my Twitter name. So, and then on Facebook too, my name is is Len Fakima. So, um, and Instagram too. Yep. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Uh, wonderful stories from Len's life and leadership today that are going to stay with me. And I think um, that last piece of advice was wonderful about watch, listen, ask questions and and uh, don't make changes too quickly. Wonderful, wonderful advice. Uh, don't forget, I also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Day Podcast, two places you can go to continue to invest in your leadership. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to you, Len, for being so generous with your time for being such a joy to spend time with and yeah, just for sharing some beautiful stories from your life and some really powerful uh, stories about the wisdom and, and principles of leadership. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. 
And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, Jono White, or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.